Lit Up and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Ruschak. I'm here with a special guest, Melissa Lyons. Hello. And we got to chat just a little bit, and this is a cool fun fact for our audience. Melissa and I are both Melissa's. Her married name is Lyons, and my maiden name is Lyons. So it's about the same, and it's incredibly wicked that we're on the show today. Yeah, it's quite fascinating. It's a first for me. And we're both authors and coaches, so <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, I just had to put this fun fact out there for everyone because how many times in a lifetime do we meet each other? Yeah, it's so true. So what came first for you? In terms of my writing, you mean? Mm-hmm. In well, everything I, you do. And with everything I do, I, I'd say... Um, what came first for me was a complete emotional breakdown, <laughs> the unraveling, the undoing of, of, of the person I had become, um, only to find out that when it, as I checked off all of the boxes that I checked off in terms of my life goals and dreams and wishes, um, once that was sort of done and I'd achieved a status that I thought was everything I wanted, I felt emptier than I could have even imagined. And um, yeah, I began a process of self-discovery for the first time of my life and the book followed that process unexpectedly isn't that amazing how our books just come into our lives and we just start writing and we have no desire to write a book yet we start writing and we find ourselves with a novel yeah it's true and, and for me the process was really a therapeutic journaling exercise that i was very um hesitant to embrace i i would really push back um, but as I started to um, started on my healing journey, I realized how powerful that was. And that actually was the pathway to, to so many things to this moment, in fact. I mean, okay. You have the healing table, which you're a co-founder. What is that? The healing table is uh, it's something that it's a first time for me. It's beginning um, this fall. And we're, we're bringing together a group of... Um, like-minded women, and when I say like-minded, I should say like experiences. Everybody's experienced loss of some sort. However, not loss in terms of life and death. Any type of loss that sort of causes you to stand still in your path and feel stuck without a real, real, um, real sense of where to go from here. Where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? How do I want to end up? All those things. So it's a group of women who are looking for a community like that, and we're going to stick together for a full 12 months. So that we can actually go from start to finish, not better and then fall back again and then better and then fall back again. Consistently make simple, subtle shifts and have a cumulative healing. Okay. Now you're going to be with these women for 12 months. Is this an online program or how is this working? So it's it's online not because of right now because of COVID, but actually it's online because we're gonna have people from all over. Uh, so we'll be able to join all kinds of different geographies and we'll have face-to-face -face virtual coaching calls. And there'll be like every week, there'll be a call where you're coached and you're, you will, you'll work through some kind of process on a weekly basis. And then there'll be an additional call, we'll, we'll come together and, There'll be time just to heal and to reflect and to talk and to and have little discussion groups. So there'll be a roll up your sleeves and work and then uh, keep your sleeves down or roll them up and sort of meet and greet and work through problems with this community. 
Okay, that makes a little bit more sense because I, when you said you're going to be together for a year, I'm thinking like a community center, like living together. That's how my brain works. It's just, I go to one extreme or the other, <laughs> you know, but yeah. when you say it's online and you're doing weekly sessions, that makes more sense because, you know, COVID, we can't all come together for, you know, living with strangers for a year. We make great TV, like in Big Brother, Big Sister, but it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And well, the beauty of this too is like I, I have some some of the people that I've gotten to know now that are in our group. It's interesting because they're not they're people who are going through grief, but they do not want to be in a grief group. Mm -hmm. But they want to be able to experience their grief. They want to be able to talk about their grief but they actually really want to go about how do I get back to living? And so it's for people to be able to be in that community where everyone's like-minded. We do not want to sit in our pain. Well, we do, but we want to find out what's around the corner and we're moving towards that. So it's a bit unique in the sense that the, the group is, the healing table is about like hope and love, but, but we're com our commonality is, is grief. Well, okay. We look at grief and we automatically think like death and loss. But grief can actually happen when you're losing your job, losing your home, losing emptiness syndrome. It, it's not just the feeling of loss from a loved one passing on, but it, there's grief on so many different levels. Yeah, losing our health, the diagnosis, for example. Anything where you, you have to, you, it's, I think it's any time when you, you have to sit down and sort of begin to recreate your future because it doesn't look the same anymore. Something right. has significantly altered the trajectory of your life and you want to figure out where it goes now. Right. It, it's not just one thing. I mean, if you look at just me, for example, I went through the grief process when I had my health diagnosis back in 2011. And then you have to build years to get back to living. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a overnight thing. I mean, you get, hit with a ton of bricks basically and then you have to overcome whatever the challenge is and then you have to rediscover yourself mm. yeah yeah and you know I'm doing a lot of work in the in the field of empaths and highly sensitive people these days and I find um anybody who falls into that category category when they actually realize um if if they're in the, I mean let me just backtrack for a second. In my case, what I found when I was 47 years old was all of a sudden the person I'd been living, been being in the life that I've been living was not actually aligned to my own truth. And I had to actually recreate and rediscover who I was and who I was meant to be knowing my new truth because it wasn't my truth to that point. And, and that in itself is having to create a whole new path and rebuild too from scratch. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't think about it, but when you, you stuck in life, you create this life, whatever it is, you can be living in your life, go to school for this life that you want to build. And then something happens and the universe says, no, this is not your path. So then you have to rebuild and you struggle. You fight against what the universe wants you to do versus what you think is the truth that you want to do. Yeah, very true. Very true. So it's a constant internal struggle until you say, okay, I'm putting my life in the hands of the universe. 
now? What's my new truth? It's true. It's when you're able to let go of your attachment to the outcome and literally just enjoy the journey, mm-hmm. no matter what it brings. And, you know, it's not, it's so simple. Um, it doesn't mean it's easy, but it's very simple. Yeah. It's never simple or easy. It's not going to be easy, but yeah. it is simple. If you so simplify simple. it and enjoy the ride, yeah. you actually enjoy it a lot more and it becomes a lot more easy because you're not stressing yourself Mm -hmm. yeah and you're not trying to control yeah you can't control the universe you can control your universe as in your own person but you can't control everything else Mm -hmm. yeah so what else are you working on right now i mean there's so much i'm reading through some of the things that are in front of me and you do so much i can't just pick one thing (laughs) one of the things i'd really like to do is simplify that (laughs) speaking (laughs) of simple and easy um and so the healing table is actually for me it's tying in together my 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 books the two books that i wrote Uh, the first one being i will always love you which was actually it sort of wrapped up my my 30 months journey of self-discovery and so these days I'm, yeah, just trying to figure out where everything fits. I've got all my puzzle pieces and now I'm, I'm you know, painting my full picture and I feel, it feels good to be, yeah, al- aligning, I guess, aligning. I mean, we take our, our life, we, we have a full puzzle. And you said this to yourself, you have, you have all these puzzle pieces. We take our full leaf. We look at our whole puzzle that now that we are successful in whatever prayer path that we choose and go, we're not happy. So what do we do? We take the puzzle and take it apart again. Now you start taking new pieces and you change the puzzle. Have you ever done that? Take two puzzle pieces and try to figure out which one goes to which puzzle? I have never done that, but it's a pretty good analogy. Um, and I, I understand. Yeah, when you talk about taking it apart and putting it back together again, yeah, it's that process of until you, it's like finding your comfort zone where it really feels good and it, where it fits. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't mean it's in the right place or where it was before, or if the puzzle piece actually goes to this puzzle, it's, does it fit for my puzzle? Does it make me feel good? Because I want it here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So yes, that's my, my process now is just really like aligning and, and, and just simplifying. Well, you have a lot to align because, you know, you have two best-selling books because you are a best-selling author. You have your project that you're getting ready to start this fall. So you have all these little puzzle pieces where are you are you speaking at because you're also a motivational speaker yeah well these days i'm not really speaking in many places because of i'm not traveling anymore you know it's really changed so i still i still open to speaking and want to speak uh, but i find it's more working with people one-on-one and working in the group coaching area and building programs now is where i feel that it's a better a better fit for for the environment that we're in right now. 
because let's face it, like we, we can watch all kinds of things online virtually, mm -hmm. but, but being somewhere live where you're in a group and an audience and, and you're going through it, it's a whole different. Right. I'm okay. So as a motivational speaker, I can tell you when you're live in front of people, you can feed off the energy of your crowd. Yeah. If you're doing it virtually. You don't have that connection to feel where their energy is within the room. Mm -hmm. However, we're in the digital age where everything is now done one-on-one -on -one online. So we have to learn as coaches and motivational speakers how to read the room when it's digital. Yes, I agree with you. And I mean, we I, can go to a lot more places yeah. and travel a lot more virtually. It's so true. And you cut down your costs and your carbon footprint by doing it virtually but at the same time you don't have the same connection to your audience mm -hmm. it's definitely a different connection it's different but we're learning we all have to learn and adjust and find the puzzle piece that works for the digital age mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so are you working on a third book I have a few different books actually already finished. Um, my first two books are, are short stories and they're, um, they're not poetry, but they do, they have a rhyming essence to it. They, they really speak to the inner child. So I've got some books al along those lines that I haven't completed. Um, but what I really want to do is a, a, a larger, a larger book uh, in the, in the self-help world of books um but still have it simple and to the point not very many words and have people actually work through it so i think that's where i'll go next with the next book that i bring it'll be a combination of an application and education together in one book that'll be an interesting read because some the self-help books there's a couple authors that i know of and they put in a page in the book so you can write in the book it actually says right here and yeah pages blank mm -hmm. and it's just if you're like me if i'm taking a course or something or i'm doing something in a self-help book i don't want an extra journal i want to write right here in the book yeah me too and i want to be able to to um have enough room because yeah because your thoughts are so connected to whatever it is that you just read that you need to have them in that vicinity i find that i write all through my books that I can hardly read the book anymore. So yeah, mm -hmm. having that space to to unpack or or just sort of get into the moment of wherever you are in that, in that learning or in that lesson, I think is really important. Yeah, I love books like that because even with my fictional books that I read, I put notes in the margins and you can't always look at them after you get to, oh, here's a note I need to drop down because your brain picks something up and even if you read in fictional, the way my brain is wired is, okay, I'm reading something fictional, but I can take this little fictional paragraph and translate it into real life. And now I'm putting it over to something else. Yeah, yeah, the next step. Mm -hmm. So I plan on doing um, another one-year coaching program, probably to start in the new year, and it will be aligned to the new book. So like, you know, each, each month will basically take you through what actually the book is going to be. So I'll be able to test it live mm -hmm. um, with, with the group 
before I actually bring it to full market, which I think will be really great. And then you can refine it as what you need. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, print as many as I need to get through that full course. And like you said, yeah, refine it, make it better, add, subtract, and, and have people work with it. So yeah, so that's that's my plan for the new year. That is a wonderful plan. So you have two programs. So you have your focus group that's going to help you write the book. And then you have your coaching group that's going to be with you for a year to go and grow and heal. Exactly. Yeah, which is what we're, that's our job, right? Right. We came here I to mean, do. as women, we have to heal and we are natural nurturing, caring, and want to help others. Yeah. So currently, where can our listeners and our viewers find you? You can find me on my website, which is, trick question, what's my name? Melissa Lyons, <laughs> your maiden name. So it's Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A hyphen Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S dot com. I have to tell you, when your PR lady contacted me, I'm like, wait, um, and if you and myself are someone, my first thought is someone using my maiden name, like what? <laughs> so I actually had to Google you to figure <laughs> out who you were. Cause I'm like, I'm all security minded for at first. I'm like, no, this is not a coincidence. It doesn't work this way, <laughs> but it does. <laughs> That's funny. And there's another one of us and she's a, a singer and a dancer from California and does Barbie mo movies. And often my friends will say, did you start to sing and dance? And I'm like, no. <laughs> that is so funny. We're going to have to get the three of us together on podcast because how many Melissa Lyons is really awesome. Yeah, I think there are a few. <laughs> but this was wonderful. And our, again, we can find you at melissa.lyons.com. And, you know, everything's there. It's motivational. It's inspirational. It's growing. It's healing. It's there. Take advantage of it. Thank you. And thank you so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. Appreciate and it. And for all of our listeners and our viewers, happy reading. <laughs>